Tim, good to see you again. I think we just saw each other like 20 minutes ago uh, recording our first podcast of the day, and now we're on number two. But we enjoy this. <laughs> it is fun. It I, is fun. I, look, I love doing podcasts because you get to talk to people from all walks of the industry, from all geographical points and parts of the country, and sometimes even overseas. So, I mean, yeah. we've really enjoyed this. Yeah, it's funny. Uh, the one we just did, the uh, podcast was 8 a.m., and I'm thinking, like, that's that's fairly early in the morning. But our next guest, it's 6 a.m., or he'd be, Tim. So let's. Yeah, uh, it's, let's- a, it's a tad bit. It's a tad bit <laughs> early for for him, but uh, he he said he's an early riser, so early early bird gets the worm. We have Ty Young, Ty Customs out of uh, California, and uh, Ty, why you get up so early? We need to know that first. <laughs> uh, it's just uh, been instilled in me for, since uh, plumbing in the Bay Area, just getting beating the commute. Yeah, you had mentioned that uh, the traffic is traffic is horrendous around eight or nine so you you beat the traffic by getting out early and that's awesome yep. start early get out start early get out early too try to try to beat it on the way home when i could but you know sometimes when you're plumbing you, you know you never know how your day's gonna go <laughs> yeah thanks for uh jumping on today we really appreciate it uh so thank you yeah, yeah no, good to uh this is the fourth time we've seen each other in the last couple of months we met at world of concrete we saw each other at kbiz saw each other a couple of weeks ago at wet in indianapolis and now we get to have you on the podcast so thanks for jumping on definitely definitely my pleasure so ty this was my first time meeting you at the wet show and i met you i don't know just kind of walking well, you were at uh, some of the events, the rigid event, and uh, some some Odie stuff was going on. And yep. I, I met you in the hallway and asked you to jump on the podcast. You were doing something offsite, I think at Delta Faucets. So yeah, uh, how, yeah, how I got that? to go take a tour of the Delta headquarters. Uh, it's right outside of Indianapolis. Um, so that was that was quite a uh, awesome time i mean i got to see some stuff how they uh test their faucets and they have to you know take their these robotic arms that twist the handles and extend the hoses on the the kitchen sinks and uh, they're all rated and they have to do a, a certain amount of time so it was it was pretty cool and they had they even actually uh make fake turds out of like uh <laughs> yeah no, I know. It's yeah. it is like that's just it's just quite it's quite it's pretty funny. Yeah. So when I when I met you and uh, we had talked briefly at Wet, um, you you said some pretty, uh, you know, pretty heavy stuff to me. Uh, getting into the trades and kind of your path and some some ups and downs that you went through. Can you kind of tell us how you got started and and the journey that um, came after that? Yeah. So um, basically, I. Uh, I uh, decided, didn't really know what I wanted to do in life, was going to a junior college, um, always felt like I had a gift, um, enjoyed art growing up, um, always liked to try new things, um, and then uh, just kind of got h- hooked up with an uh, old plumber, and he kind of took me under his belt, asked me if I'd be interested in um I said, sure. So I started doing it more on the weekends and after school. And then, um, 
Is that up, Plummer? Is that Plummer still plumbing? Is he? Yeah, his name's John Overwig. He's okay. now in his eighties, and he is still plumbing in his eighties. He does it a lot for. Uh, wow. Yeah, I'd I'd love you got. We, it'd be cool to get him on here somehow. Yeah. His name is John Overwig. He's uh, Overwig Plumbing out of Ripon, California. Um, he's got a, quite a story too. I mean, he had a heart attack a couple years ago, and I thought it was done, but now he's he he does all, all the plumbing for uh, a Christian school out here called Ripon Christian in the Valley, and uh, uh, he was a good role model of mine. And then um, ended up taking on a an apprenticeship uh, out that they they were based out of the valley but they they do a lot of work in the bay area so um worked with them for quite a while and then um started doing uh side jobs and stuff locally in the valley and um ended up getting hooked up with a uh uh retirement community 55 and over and started doing all their plumbing and um they were doing complete remodels. So I've always wanted to learn. So I'd slowly started dabbling a little bit with some of the other guys that they'd have on the sites. Uh, I'd watch the other trades and um, it got to the point where I started learning a little bit of everything just from doing um, and then, uh, I remember I was actually on a, uh, I was on a job site, um, and I was having some pains, but I thought it was, uh, back pains. And then eventually, uh, got to the point where it was so bad that it dropped me to my hands and knees. I couldn't really, uh, function for about five minutes. And then someone walked in on me and said, what are you doing? And I was like, oh, my stomach's hurting. And they're like, okay, something's not right here. That's not normal for you. Like I couldn't move. And then, um, ended up, um, calling the hospital. Uh, they put me in for an emergency uh, CT scan. There was something on there that didn't, wasn't right, but they didn't know. Um, so that was early in the morning. The next day they asked me if I had eaten anything and I had told them, uh, no, I did have a donut. I, I completely forgot, but it wasn't enough. So they actually put me on and they got, they got me a, they made an emergency appointment for me to get a, um, a colonoscopy and upper GI. So I went in the next day, I, you know, I did my uh, prep, um, which was the hardest part. And then uh, super nervous about, um, you know, cause we'd run snakes and I, I would, I would work in a plumber. I, I, moved up pretty, pretty fast on the, uh, the, the totem pole at my job. Cause you know, I was a quick learner, but I'd also, I was good at the selling the jobs. Um, so I had a couple of guys that worked under me. I was one of the team leaders at the company, but, uh, I remember one of my guys was like, oh, I'm gonna go get a colonoscopy. And I was like, Oh, go have fun. You know? And it, he's like, man, you're not going to have to worry about that for years. And mm-hmm. Yeah, didn't didn't work out that way. So ended up getting. Uh, I remember telling my colonoscopy doctor, I was like, "Is that a rigid snake, or what? What are you what are you putting up here?" And uh, he laughed about it, and I was like, "Because I, you know, I could run it myself." But you know, I was super nervous. But uh, they knocked. I didn't. I didn't remember anything. I woke up. Um, I woke up to 
they couldn't do it. They couldn't run. They had no problem doing the upper GI, which when they run a camera down my throat, but they could not run the camera. They couldn't do the colonoscopy. They only got up a little bit and they realized there was a huge mass. And I was like, what the heck? So, um, the next day I was in the ER I got, I had an emergency surgery and they took out a foot of my colon. It, it was crazy because I did, it, it happened so fast that I didn't have time to really process or. How, how old are you at the time that this is going I was on? Thir- I was about th- 34. So this, I mean, you're, you're a young guy, uh-huh. you know, working your butt off at work and, and killing it and, you know, you have the whole future. And then, you know, this is why we talk on the podcast about health and getting checked and all this stuff. I don't want to interrupt your story, but this is very important to to talk about. So, yeah. Yeah. So so I had a foot, foot of my colon taken out. Um, They told me that it was uh, very close to breaching. Um, They had to take out 48 lymph nodes. Um, One of them was cancerous. So, um, but they said, you're very lucky because it was about to breach. It would, you know, your colon was so, if I remember it, they said it was about the size of a pear. Um, and then I ended up having to go through chemotherapy. Um, I had, a just a really depressing, uh, year of my life was gone because the whole, the whole span of the surgery, uh, had a infection. They had to open my wound again after, uh, because I had a some kind of infection, I don't even know. Um, so I had to open it up and re re restitch it and all that, clean it out, and then um, took a long time for me to actually even get to the point where I could have a normal bowel movement. Um, I was on a uh, was on a like a a drip VI. That's how I was basically being fed through like a milky kind of sugary substance to where. Um, they had to start giving me insulin for diabetes because I wasn't having able, I wasn't able to have real food. And then uh, eventually I got to the point where I was pooping out like it looked like coffee, black coffee grounds. And then I think it was just dried blood or whatever. And then um, they're like, okay, you can eat. So they brought me a bowl of broth and I felt like it was, I, I told her, I was like, what is this? And I was like, "Where?" <laughs> it was amazing. Like it was a, I think I hadn't eaten for like 14 days and a, a bowl of broth, a bowl of broth. And I was like, yeah. what is it? And it was basically just a powder they put in yeah. hot milk or hot water. And yeah. I was just like, that's amazing. And then I had cafeteria oatmeal two days later. And I was like, this is, this is <laughs> amazing. Like I was blown away how amazing it tasted. But she's like, she's like, that's not very good. <laughs> I was like, to me, I mean, come on. So, but, um, and then I got, then I had to go home. I had to wait to the surgery, all the, everything to heal before you start chemo. Um, and, uh, then I was just super sick and it was really depressing. So my mom could see how hard it was on me and she actually took me to a place called Jaden's journey. And it's a, it's a basically a, a weed shop here in California. Only marijuana is legal. So she got me on some oils 
and then some CBD stuff, some pins. I, and then, wait a minute. Jaden's journey is a dispensary? Yeah. Oh. It's, it's a dispensary. I thought you were going like, I'm going to like this you know, sleepy hollow clinic retreat or something. something. <laughs> yeah. but so you're, it, going, you're going to get some, you know, some good stuff. Yeah. I ended up, yeah, I ended up, uh, yeah, she, she, she told me to get whatever I want. So I got some good stuff to help me sleep too. <laughs> Let's just say that much, but, uh, yeah. uh, it brought my appetite back and it brought my wanting to live again. Cause you know, my chemotherapy, I couldn't breathe without having blankets over my face. And it would be like if I breathed air that wasn't a certain temperature, I would have like needles. Like, you know, when your foot's asleep and you can't walk and it, that's how it was to breathe. Um, if, I did, if I had anything that wasn't warm, I had to microwave my water. Um, and it was in summer. That's what it was, you know, summers in the valley get pretty hot, you know. 100 100 i couldn't imagine have gone going through i mean it was six months but yeah it was just uh it was a crappy time in my life but i actually um once i started getting on marijuana that's when i actually uh started seeing maybe i need to go out on my own I started doing the research i started doing studying and it's when i kind of just took the leap of faith after many years of wanting decided to take the steps to to be on my own. Cause you know, I didn't know why I got, you know, cancer. Uh, we did a lot of genetic tests, but you know, they came back negative. So I, they, they said it was a lot to do with stress. It was a lot to do with, uh, the way I eat. I think that as tradesmen, a lot of times we eat a lot of burgers and red meat. I love red meat even now, but they told me that it's not necessarily good to always have burgers. It's not always good to have red meat. You need to mix it in with veggies and chicken and fish. It's not that I don't like that stuff. I like all of it, but I love red meat more. So. Well, it sounds like you've got a, you've got a pretty good rock star mom that you could lean on as you're going through these challenges. That's, that's awesome. Yeah. She helped out a lot. And as the doctors asked me like, you know, when's the last time you had a normal bowel movement? And I'm like, crap, I don't know. And Unintended. Just, yeah. And I was like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> and then, then I was realizing, I was like, you know, every once in a while you'll have one of those dumps and you're like, gosh, man, I hadn't had one of those dumps probably since I was like 13. <laughs> and then yeah. I started thinking about it. And I was like, I was just blowing that shit out fast every time. So, I, you know, I wasn't really paying attention to what my body was actually probably telling me. Mm. Um, I go in and have a colonoscopy every year now. I was going to ask that if if you did it yearly. Yeah, I do it yearly. I learned after the first time to get a colonoscopy to always ask for the super concentrate. So you can throw it in a Gatorade. The first time they gave me a big gallon and I had a drink half of it and then the other half a couple hours later that was horrible mm-hmm. but this one you can throw into a gatorade and cleans you out but um yep. so i go every year i do what i have to i listen to my body now um still love my red meat my burgers but i try to mix in a little bit of veggies but i've had mm-hmm. multiple colonoscopies and not one of them come back with a polyp or nothing that's awesome so, yeah. uh, everything's been good for now 
I know John and I have joked on, not really joked, but we've talked. I've had two in my lifetime. Um, I've got another one scheduled. I don't need one for another couple of years, but John, I know you've had one just within the last year, I recall. Yeah. You know, um, you were talking about a genetic test. Our family, my my father has given us a gene called Lynch syndrome, and I haven't tested for it yet. <clears throat> Excuse me. I, I Part of me is like, I don't want to know, and part of me is my family is wants me to do it for our kids and, and things like that. It, I think it's passed through the father. But um, some people in my family do have it. Some people don't. But uh, it's uh, if you do get the, the test and you're positive, you get expedited for colonoscopies and, and yeah. things like it's that. It's a so. colorectal cancer gene, isn't it? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. They, they actually tested me for that. Um, so one thing that kind of came out of this is, um, right before I went to chemotherapy, I actually went and, um, you know, we was trying to have a baby at the time and, uh, we asked the doctor if it would affect me, you know, he's like, you're not going to want to, you're not going to want to be, you know, physical when you're going through chemo. You know, it goes, and it's hard to say what the, you know, the chemotherapy will do to you. We don't know, but so I actually went pre chemo and went up to Sacramento, California and did my thing in a hospital there. And they, they've froze my specimen and, uh, and my wife, she, uh, she, um, they t- tested her and we actually have a, I have a four year old son now and he's, oh, he was actually awesome. fertil- fertilization baby. So when I was finishing name? up chemo, he, his name is uh, J- Theron. Theron, nice. So, so his name's Theron. He's four. He's my uh, named after my grandpa, Theron T H R E O N. Um, and he's like my little miracle baby, man. I think about it. Uh, so my dad died when I was four, and you know I was thinking about this as like. It's it's crazy because you know I might have never you know it's it's he was a my dad was a underwater he was a welder and then he he was a diver so he was an underwater welder diver out of Louisiana wow. yeah so and he died out on the job actually he was smashed by a guy oh shit uh, on one of those oil rigs and my uncle he was on deep sea horizon when that blew up. Really? really? Out in the Gulf of Mexico, yeah. I mean, he died, or was he okay? Oh, no, he actually lived. And... So maybe oil aunt. rigs is not... Yeah. You know, Mark Wahlberg future. played him in a movie, I bet. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. My uncle's crazy, was though. Was your dad a, in the Navy, a CB in the Navy or something? Uh, no, you know what? Um, okay. I, I think my dad might have got a little trouble growing up. <laughs> Uh, you know, so I see picture. My mom was a hippie back in the day, so I I th- I think that and a lot of times the divers, the deep sea divers and stuff, then they're, they're uh, the welders. They're you know they might have had a past or something. So good man though. Yeah, you had mentioned that Theron is your your miracle baby. Do you foresee having more kids, or is it possible to have more kids? Um, I probably am done. I haven't even. 
looked into that avenue. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, but I don't. I don't see myself having more kids now. Okay. Okay. Well, let's get into. Well, before topic that's well, go ahead, John. Sorry. Uh, no, I, I. You know, when you were going through this, you had mentioned that uh, um, there are a couple people. You said your mom was very instrumental in helping you out, but you also said during some times when you felt depressed and down, you talk with uh, Twig on uh, social media about some stuff and kind of and kind of relating to each other's issues and, you know, kind of bolstering each other up. And I think, you know, social media is a good place to do that is to, to connect and to kind of support each other. Yeah, no, I, um, Twig and I've had some really good conversations about mental health and going through stuff. I mean, it's, it's, it's something that, uh, going through this experience actually changed my mindset on life a lot um, to be more open, be more honest with who I am as a person to really look at who I am as a person and not be so st- stubborn. I used to be the person that would say, Hey, that's who I am. If you don't like it, kick rocks. Uh, but to take some humility, you know, I had to humble myself and realize I'm hella vulnerable and it was, yeah, but no, reaching out to people, talking to people, having people you can have a real conversation with, and it's helped a lot, definitely. Social media is awesome, and I I love Twig, Little's Plumber, Danielle. She's one of my best buddies, and I mean, her and I, you know, we were talking, and then we, once we met, it was just like, super connection. We actually, yeah. both our flights were delayed when we were in Cleveland. So we actually got to spend one day. Yeah. So I'm an Odie ambassador. We got to spend one whole day after we're walking around Cleveland, talking about everything, talking about mental health, talking about yeah. just life. We walk into the rock and roll hall of fame and we're like, Hey, we're interested in getting a ticket. How much are they? And the guy's like, cause she, you know, twigs from Newfoundland. So she has this like she talks a little, she has like an accent, you know? So, um, he goes, where are you guys from? And I was, I'm from California. And she's like, I'm from Canada, Canada, Newfoundland. Uh, or I don't even know if I'm saying it, <laughs> Newfoundland, but, uh, Fair enough, yeah. yeah. So, um, the guy ended up letting us go into the rock and Hole hall of fame for free. Wow. And he's like, you know what? I'm going to take care of you guys. And we walked <laughs> it. And so, yeah, I, you know, we got to just, it's better to talk about things than let it let 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 it get to the point where it's affecting your life. So, yeah, Tim and I were just talking about this yesterday because it was International Women's Day, and she yeah. posted something pretty poignant on her oh, yeah. Instagram. And I said, I've never met her. We she's been on our podcast a couple times, and we've talked on social media and things like that. And that's one person I can say, like you said, I mean, I love that woman for everything she stands for, who she is, you know, genuine, genuine person. Um, Tim, you can add whatever. You know, yeah. You I wanna. was, Ty was talking, actually FaceTiming her at world of concrete. And I was standing next to him and I was like, Hey, that's twig. And so twig and I gave each other a high five via the uh, FaceTime. But yeah, I, I adore her. I, in fact, I texted her last night and told her that, you know, I think she's a rock star and I'm so glad she's in the industry. And I'm so glad that she says some of the stuff she says, because I think it's important 
John, we've had the opportunity to do podcasts and interview multiple women in the, in, in the industry. And, you know, we've got a couple that you and I have talked about that we think are rock stars in the industry. And there's no doubt she's one of them. Yeah. Yep. So, all right, Tim, we can get back to the <laughs> good stuff. Well, I, you know, we've talked yeah, okay. a little bit about all the challenges that Ty's had. You know, I, I'm actually glad that we did talk about, you know, I am too. Stuff first. I mean, it's so important, you know, uh, we just mentioned this on the last podcast is that we want to get to know the person behind, you know, the job and, and, and the trade. And you, you opened up a lot about what you just went through. And I yeah. thought that was fantastic. But, you know, there is a, the job aspect of it. So let's move on to. Well, I, the job aspect for me was I was curious, you know, when, you know, Ty's become a influencer and a lot of people know him in the industry because of that. So when companies like Odie or Rigid reach out to you and want to partner with you and you're suddenly an Odie ambassador, how does that make you feel? Man, uh, surreal. I mean, I started, um, (laughs) I actually started my Instagram when I was on chemo going through it. So I, I started following all the plumbers, um, that, and then, uh, it was a way for me. I had Facebook for years, but the, the Instagram was more of a, something to kind of push, you know, so watch a lot of YouTube and then, um, so just to get to the point where, I'm working with companies is surreal because to me, it was just a way to showcase my work. So I would showcase the, the remodels. Um, I do a lot of kitchen and bath remodels. So it was a way for me to kind of showcase that. And then every guy likes tools. So I started, um, you know, tagging tools and, and stories and stuff like that. And then, um, Odie actually put out a, um, application for ambassadorship. Uh, so I'm, I'm on my second year now as an OD ambassador, but, uh, they put something on their, uh, ambassadorship of, uh, of application and I filled it out and I said, Hey, you know, I'm a service plumber. Uh, I was a service plumber. Now I run a remodel company, uh, uh, construction company and do kitchens and baths. And I use your products all the time. Um, you know, not just the because, you know, they even have, like, um, glues for electrical. They have the the strike plates for electrical. A lot of um, – Odie makes all kinds of stuff that I, I didn't even realize until I really was an ambassador for them how broad, uh, uh, you know, the spectrum of their – they got tons of different stuff. But uh, so when I got the email saying, hey, listen, we want you to be an ambassador with us, I was like, Wow. Heck yeah. So that was amazing. And then, um, yeah. And then working with these companies on social media, uh, to just show them in my work, uh, doing what I do. Um, and it's awesome. It's, it's, it's a blessing and something I never take for, for granted. Uh, and it's cool realizing that, you know, like, they, they took notice. Uh, I didn't, I didn't beg anybody, you know what I mean? I'm not going out there saying, Hey, 
but you know, it's, it's got to the point now where, you know, I work with a lot of different tool companies, even, you know, um, you know, working with the DeWalt a little bit, Milwaukee, uh, flex tools has been, um, cause you know, we, as a remodel contractor, I do a lot of, you know, moving stuff around, you know, um, one thing I'm really going to look into start doing now with the company is, uh, doing pre pre inspections on all my, uh, remodels. Cause, uh, throw a camera down before I, before I, uh, remodel a bathroom, you know, <laughs> it's the, the, you know, it's one of the things I'm going to start offering, but, um, yes, social media is awesome. And, uh, you know, from the, the companies, but also just like we talked about the fact that I'm friends, like really, really good friends with Twig mm-hmm. and others, but just like, she lives in Newfoundland, Canada. Like yeah. I didn't even Other know side that of the world. A, yeah. yeah exactly. I didn't know that was a place, I, you know? So, yeah. and now it's like, I actually face, I was FaceTiming with her yesterday too. And we talk almost every single day, you know, on Instagram, but we also just shoot each other text messages i'm really good friends with uh omar the plumber too out of florida yeah yeah great dude um the friendships and that's also i think that um some of my you know my friends on here have helped me uh you know they you know they i wouldn't say i'm perfect but i'm a nice guy and uh they've vouched for me a little bit they probably you know helped me in some ways work with certain companies. So, you know, it's all about networking. That's what's so great about going to places. When I first, I went to KBiz last year in Orlando. I just got accepted to be an OD ambassador and I was so excited, but KBiz was my first real show last year and I was overwhelmed and I went to the OD booth. I walked around a little bit, but I was like, I didn't get it. I didn't get what it's about. It's cool. You see, see these awesome products, but it's about meeting people. It's about just being genuine. Companies don't care about your following as much as they care about who you are as a person, you know, you know, and it's so now I get it now. Now I go to a trade show and it's awesome to see all these great products, but it's just as awesome just to meet people yeah as a brand ambassador you're there to help them tell the story yes you're the guy that you're the guy that uses the product on a job site and you can relate that story to other contractors that are coming through the booth to see the cool product that they have and you know john and i know the od folks with amanda and Catherine, and we've had uh doug and Catherine on our podcast we've been on their podcast good team great 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 team of folks at od Oh yeah. No, being at K biz to show like their, 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 uh, linear drain systems, their, their wall drain, um, and the, their, the tubs, their freestanding tubs drains. Like I said, it was cool for me because I actually got to talk to people. I've installed them, you know, they're my contractor. So that, you know, it was great that OD saw that and they brought me and another ambassador named Jermaine out there to, to, to talk to just random people that come to the booth. So, mm-hmm. you know, that was definitely a great experience. And I think that, uh, a lot of the people that, um, that were there, um, respected the fact that I don't, I'm not a paid Odium employee. I'm not an Odium employee. I'm a guy that 
backs this product, likes this product, and I push it on my my customer. I use it in my own house. My mom wanted a a bathroom. I would I would install that because I I I stand by it and I believe in it. So Ty, tell us a little bit about the business. You know, we've we've gone the whole podcast. We haven't really delved into you you do kitchen and bath remodeling, is that right? Yes. Um kitchen and bath remodels, um whole house remodels, uh do sub out uh a lot of things. Um I'd like to keep it so I could I could grow. I get calls all the time and but I, I don't necessarily wanna get too big. <laughs> Um, I like to keep it steady. So I have one employee, um, and, uh, I sub a lot of stuff out, um, that is needed stuff. I don't California, you gotta be really careful. So, um, well, it's interesting that, um, KBiz actually put out a report, I don't know, maybe earlier in the year that, you know, remodeling and renovation is what's going to keep, you know, the, the, uh, part of that industry, you know, plumbing and all that stuff kind of going for, I don't know, next six months to a year. I mean, do you, you see, you, you said you could grow. I mean, so obviously, I mean, you, you see that as a, as oh, a yeah. pretty thriving market. Oh yeah. I have, I'm booked till April next year. Oh, geez. that's good. So, yeah. Wow. But it's, it's one big job every month. Yeah. And then I can do things. So like, for example, um, when I said a little bit, I was in the Bay area as a service plumber, but I live in the central Valley. So, um, pretty much don't advertise plumbing, but I have a lot of my old customers. I would do side jobs for, so I'm doing a service call for my buddy's, uh, uh, rental property. So I'm going to go snake his, uh, snake his main line. We had roots about six months ago. I believe that's probably what's going on again because they're they're saying they're having an issue. So, um, pretty much, I uh, focus on kitchen and bathroom models. But the fact is that if I book a really like I book a bathroom for one month, I can still do um, smaller jobs. Which I still man, there's nothing better than go going and doing like three four jobs in a day. I do miss that about service calls. Um, just going and, you know, stay, let's say install a water heater and then, then afterwards go fix a, fix a faucet or, you know, snake, a, snake, a snake, a kitchen sink, or that's something that I do miss. So I've thought about even maybe opening a plumbing company local, but I mean, really, I don't, I don't need to do it. So I, I probably won't, but Definitely don't see remodels slowing down anytime soon. Um, and I hope that's everywhere. I mean, I'm in California, so um, I hope everywhere is in the same boat. I don't I don't really know too much. It's our job as people that are putting our work on the internet to show that it's not just, I don't think I'm cool, but I'm saying it's cool to be a tradesman. I mean, we get... Yeah, I'm sure there are people that look up to you or, you know, will look up to you as time goes on. And, you know, you're, you know, you're an ambassador for a reason for, for Odie. And, uh, you know, hopefully other companies take notice and, 
and just listening to your story, it's very inspiring. And uh, yeah, I think that's in the long run. I think I, I was <laughs> never been suicidal, but when I was going through chemo, I, I first month I was pretty much thinking like, whoa, like what's the point, you know, mm-hmm. like it, that mindset is weird though. It's yeah. that's the, that's the, that's the, the messed up situation because there's always good, good things and bad things in life. There's always hard times and not hard times. I mean, even anyone's life, it doesn't matter. So just quitting is not the answer, but I, I'll tell you what, I, I was thinking about now I look at my life and how far I've come and I'm like, wow, Mm -hmm. like now it's like, I, I look forward to, I look forward to going to wet next year. You know, I look forward to my son's life, to being there, to golfing. I'm wearing my, I'm wearing my, uh, what is this? This Titleist hat. Yeah, I thought this was my beach one, but it's not. I, I, uh, I, I haven't played it, but I've, I've played a lot of courses around it. I haven't bought, I haven't uh, bit the bullet and played Pebble, but just life, life is an adventure. It's going to have hard times, but you know, I just, I feel like people need to realize that you know, there's life after cancer. I had colon cancer. It's like one of the most. It's embarrassing. I, when I first came out of it, I don't want to tell anyone I had colon cancer. I would tell people I had cancer. Mm. But because it was like, w- what kind of cancer? And I was like, oh, colon cancer. I'd say it under breath because mm. it's like, it's not a, like, this, I, now I don't give a shit. I'll, anyone I meet, I'll be like, hey, I have colon cancer. Yeah. 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 They didn't give you a book and say, you're getting cancer. Pick one. Yeah. <laughs> and, I think it, the crazy thing is, is I hear it all the time. I mean, there was this kind of off topic, but there was this TikTok guy that had a, him and his son would be making these TikToks and he was super famous on TikTok. He died from colon cancer at 32. Yeah. And it's, it's Ugh. happening younger and younger with guys now. And us, a lot of men, they don't, they don't look at, the signs I was completely ignoring the signs. They were probably there for years and I just completely ignored it. And if, if I would have waited, I mean, if it wasn't for that gentleman to come and say, dude, that's not normal. I would have waited on that floor for like another 10 minutes, got up and then worked and kept doing that for a couple months. And that doctor told me, he's like, you could have burst at any time. If you would have burst, you would have been dead. That cancer would have spread throughout your whole body. Just like a, a water heater that throws those codes, you know, a tankless water heater that throws those codes. Our <laughs> bodies, our bodies throwing codes. We just got to listen to them. They don't have a bl- blinking light, but. Yeah. You've had a challenging front nine, make the back nine count. Hands down. Well, Hey, this is a big deal. I was like, yeah, I was like, I, I, I think I, yeah, I did. I text Twig the day you reached out and you're like, hey, do you want to be on the podcast this week? And I was like, Twig, guess what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I think next time we'll have both of you on. Um, we we would love cool that. Yeah. That'd be cool. That'd be cool. No, yeah. we would love it. If you if yeah. you guys made it happen, because we'd all, oh, I would well, love to definitely. talk about it. Yeah. yeah. We just got to figure out, we've just got to figure out the whole timing issue with Newfoundland because their, yeah. t- their, their clock is like 30 minutes off. It's so weird. Oh yeah, they don't. They're like on. 
I don't know if you ever heard about this, but Prince, the artist formerly known as Prince. Yeah. I was watching a documentary and he didn't go by time. So people would say, show up to something at nine. He would show up whenever he wanted. And they'd say, he said, I I'm on my time. Okay. So Newfoundland don't have a clock. She just twigs the same way. (laughs) Twig time. Twig time. Yeah. Twig time. Yeah. What's Ty? What's your, what's your Instagram handle? Uh, it's T period Y period custom T Y custom and T um, period Y period custom. Yep. And I just started pushing on Facebook a little bit lately and that's kind of been taken off. And then I'm also on TikTok. but, uh, yeah, social media is a good awesome. place to meet great people and talk to people. Awesome. So. Well, thanks like, for uh, sharing your story today. We really appreciate yeah, it. Thank you very much. Yeah. And we're serious. We'll get you and uh, Twig. I think it'd be a fun um, really informative conversation. Heck yes. We would yeah. both love that. I'm speaking right. for her because I know we already kind of talked about that. She's on FaceTime right now listening to this. Oh, yeah, yes. right. <laughs> <laughs> I could FaceTime her, but we'll, we'll wait for no, the, We'll right. wait for the this is a this is a preview of what's coming because uh, Twig and I would love to talk about it. Uh, Keep up the great work and everybody out there in the audience. If you're a male, you're over 40, start thinking about going to get your self-checked because it's important. Yes, definitely. All right, guys. Thank you. Bye.